Good morning, New Hope. Uh, so good to be with you today. This is actually a retake in this week of uh, Emoji, uh, dealing with our feelings. We're, we're dealing with grief, and we had shot this earlier this week, but with all that has happened, uh, with, the, with the death of George Floyd and all the riots, we wanted to take another crack at this, all right? Uh, so, so good to be with you uh, and to seek God together today. Um, it was years ago, I went to Fuller Seminary. Actually, I'm an old man because I graduated from there in Southern California, Pasadena in 1991. But I worked in the small African-American church, Good News Church of Christ Holiness, and um, had such a wonderful experience in this small little church. Uh, there was this, the Bass family that were like family to me, just this wonderful family. And Barbara Bass and I led the youth choir together. Well, Barbara Bass worked with Rodney King's mother in a daycare. If you're old enough, you know who Rodney King was. He was the African-American who was brutally beaten by police. And uh, his beating and then the acquittal of those officers led to the LA riots in 1992. And many people have been talking about some of the similarities with the LA riots and the Minneapolis riots, uh, not condoning the riots, but it shows uh, these unfulfilled uh, desires and hopes and disappointments of the society just rising up. Church where, where George Floyd died uh, this week uh, is the central neighborhood of Minneapolis. I lived there for 20 years. And so I've been, been grieving this week and in, in, in thinking about all that's been going on. I know many of us are grieving in many different ways and and, and struggling and wrestling with these things. Um, we're in a time of societal grief. Uh, things are erupting around the country. And God calls us to be the church that comes together to, to humble ourselves before him and to call on him to, to grieve, to mourn, to, to wail, to repent, to confess, to seek God with all our heart. I want to read a couple scriptures for you today. First of all, from James 4. 8 to 10, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hand, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up. And from Colossians 3, 8 to 11, but now you must also rid yourselves of such all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Our big idea today is that today we grieve our failure to live out the heart of the gospel, that Christ is all and is in all. And so there's two things I want us to just cover in, in what we need to grieve. First of all, we need to learn to grieve, to, to feel and process milder forms of grief. A great definition of grief is that it's the normal and natural emotional reaction to loss or change of any kind. And so there can be, there can be physical uh, loss, such as death. There can be social loss, such as divorce. There can be occupational loss, such as a job. Um, 
Grief is these feelings caused by this change in familiar patterns of behavior. And so grief can be gradual, like the loss of physical abilities, the loss of mental capacity that, that is lost over time. I'll admit, when I think about grief, I usually just think mainly in terms of loss of life, right? This is one of the hardest things we, we go through, to lose loved ones in our life. But grief is so much more. As we see from these definitions, grief is this, this loss of what we know to be normal. And how appropriate that we're looking at this at this time that God just gave us this time to talk about grief and this feeling and this emotional reaction that's normal. And we're going through grief in this whole COVID thing, right? We're like, everyone's trying to struggle. How do you, how do you go on, right? How do, we, how do we do church now? How do we do anything in society um, when, when it's just a, it's a new normal? And so there's this loss. There's this feeling of loss, and we're, we're dealing with that. Jesus shows us what good grief is in the shortest verse in the Bible. John eleven thirty six. Jesus wept. He was on his way to the tomb of Lazarus, and two times we see that he was deeply moved. And I've, I've struggled with this passage. I'm like, Jesus pur- purposely delayed going to see Lazarus so that God could be glorified and work this miracle. And I'm like, well, if he knew he was going to raise him from the dead, why did he weep? Wow. I mean, I, it wasn't this rational sense of, of loss or fear. It was this deep emotion and love he had for Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. And so Jesus says it's okay to feel these feelings. It's okay to to process this grieving or this loss. Jesus weeps personally over individuals and he he grieves corporately over all of Jerusalem. He weeps for them. He he cries out. He's he's sorrowful for for things going on in in a broken world. And so if it's okay for Jesus to weep, it's okay for us to weep. It's okay for us to mourn. It's okay for us to grieve, to, to pay attention to, to what we're going through and to seek meaning in that. We need to learn to grieve and to feel in milder forms of grief or personal forms of grief. But secondly, we need to learn to grieve, to mourn, to confess the things that break God's heart. These are deep societal things, deep deep things of sin um, that break the heart of God. I've mentioned several times the ministry of the Pilgrim Center of Reconciliation, and my spiritual parents, Arthur and Molly Rauner, founded that years ago, 25 years ago or so. Uh, Arthur was the pastor of Colonial Church of Edina, and he lost his job, and World Vision invited him and his wife Molly to go to Rwanda right after the genocide there. And Molly was, they got there and she's like, God, why am I here? And she's out just seeking God, why am I here? I know my husband's a pastor. And God said, I want you to ask for forgiveness. So when they gathered after the genocide, the Hutus and the Tutsis who had killed each other, just millions lost their lives. Molly gets on her knees and asks forgiveness from these men who were at war with each other and in bitter hatred towards one another. And she asked forgiveness for herself and and the sins of the West. And these men came around and wept over her and and prayed over her and confessed their sins. And there was this reconciliation, all because she was willing 
to, to acknowledge the corporate sin of herself, of her country, of humanity, and, and how that opened up the, the healing. Colossians 3 tells us we're, we're to put off our old self and walk in the new gospel self. We're to put off anger and anything of the flesh to receive the fullness of Christ. But the only way to receive that fullness is to recognize where he is. And since there's no division in Christ, we need to confess and repent of the divisions of man. In Christ, there's no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, but Christ is all and is in all. Christ here represents that vertical relationship we have with him, our, our moral call to a holy God. And he is all, and so we need to worship him and follow him, submit our lives to him. And that's typically what, what white evangelical Christianity has focused on, this vertical relationship with the holy God and how we live our lives. But notice where Christ is. It's not just in this vertical relationship. Yes, we have to serve him, submit to him, and walk with him, and live lives that reflect him and his image in us. But we also have to do the horizontal, to love one another as Christ, because it says Christ is all. He's that holy God, but he's in all. He's in the poor. He's in the disenfranchised. He's in the poor. He's in the rich. He's in the white. He's in the black. He's in the rural. He's in the urban. Christ is all and is in all. When we look at these, we see the heart of the gospel, that Jesus has come to bring us back to God, back in relationship with him, and to live in that community with his people. He is all and he is in all. So today we grieve our failure. We grieve our failure to live out the heart of the gospel that Christ is all and is in all. I just shot uh, three daily hopes this week and, and just talking about true justice. God is a God of justice. It's a big theme. And, and you'll see those later this week in the next coming weeks. But he's, a, he's a, a God that seeks gentle justice. He's a God that seeks compassionate justice. He's a God that seeks loving justice. Man, does our world need that Jesus right now. Man, does our world need that justice right now. I mentioned in, in one of those how when I first saw one of these high-profile cases and got to work with the family in North Minneapolis, God just opened my eyes to see what the enemy was doing. This, this anger and rage, right, that it talks about in the old self, I, I saw that in myself. I saw the sinful humanity in myself, and I need to confess that and God opened this door to minister to this family who I knew. And God gave me a compassion and a heart for compassionate justice. We need to grieve the things that grieve the heart of God. And when his body, when his believers are divided along racial lines, Jesus weeps. He weeps over these things. The looting, the violence, it's evil. It's giving into a spirit of hate. But we can so easily be drawn into that, that same spirit, into that same spirit of anger, of bigotry, of hate, of protecting ourselves, of judging others. And that makes Jesus weep. I want to read to you just a little bit from uh, Transform Minnesota's respected, solid, evangelical ministry to the churches of, of, of Minnesota. 
And this is what they wrote. George Floyd's death is not an isolated incident, but a part of a deeply saturated history of systemic racism and injustice. We see this history and we lament the complicit role the church has held in the history of racism. It's clear that this week's events are part of the cost of our silence and our complicity. And they said, we must pray, pray for justice, healing, and peace. We must grieve, lament, and share the burdens and weight of this pain. We must speak up to recognize and name racism faithfully, choose not to be silent. We must educate others, use our positions of privilege and leadership to preach and teach truth to our children, congregations, students, and community members. I so appreciated that word. And this is not some radical left or right ministry. This is a solid ministry. These are the people who we are, of who our denomination and, and evangelical faith around this land are claiming this, are grieving this, are confessing this sin together. We're all in this. And we need God. We need his justice. We need his mercy. A longtime friend and partner in ministry, Pastor Joe Sutton, one of the most respected African-American pastors I know from, from the north side of Minneapolis. Never forget the story he told me years ago. He was taking a trip uh, in the south, and he got pulled over going through a few states three times. Not because he wasn't speeding. He wasn't speeding like other pastors I know. He was just pulled over because the color of his skin. Jesus weeps because of these things. And so we need to create opportunities, opportunities to listen, opportunities to come together, opportunities to bear one another burden, to rejoice with those who rejoice, and to mourn with those who mourn. We're going to partake in communion in just a little bit, so you can pause us any time and get some bread or crackers and juice. And, you know, as we do communion, we want to come to the cross and say, God, forgive us. So I'm going to ask us today, what do we grieve today? What part do we want to confess or repent? How do we want to be part of the larger body of Christ and to come together? Because Christ is all and is in all. Uh, I want to just suggest an uh, amazing book that opens our eyes up to, to injustice and racism that's been going on, Just Mercy by Brian Stevenson. Amazing book. Uh, it's been a movie too. You can see the movie, Just Mercy. Uh, check that out. Have an open mind. Uh, open dialogues with people, conversations with people on other sides of the aisle than you to, to just understand, to just have compassion and to seek God. We need God. Well, church, I want to I just take this time to have communion now. And so I'm going to read what the Apostle Paul wrote of communion in 1 Corinthians 11. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Church, let's pray prepare our hearts for communion together. Heavenly Father, Father God, we bring all of us today, we bring our hearts, we bring our biases, our ignorance, our failure, our sin, our hatred, our pride, we bring all of us, we confess all that stands in disobedience to you. 
and call for your holiness and your unity. We come to you today. You are all and you are in all who call in the name of Jesus. And we join with all our brothers and sisters in the hood of Minneapolis, in harm's way, and in prosperity. Forgive us and make us one. We speak into the heavenlies. We cast down evil spirits that want to kill, steal, and destroy. We cast them down in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we come to you because Jesus took our sins sins, and has brought us back to you, Heavenly Father. And so we receive the bread and we receive the cup. Make us one with you. Make us one with your people. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Christ's body broken for you. Christ's blood shed for you. Take and eat in remembrance of him. Let's partake together, church. Amen. Uh, let's just stand. Let's uh, maybe you stand or you sit on the couch, however you're, however you're worshiping with us today. Let's close with this final song and I'll be back to, to send us off.